uh, Christopher Bryden. Oh, at soccer, they call me Bridie. Um, my friends call it, some of my friends call me Charlie, um, rookie, and I'm coaching Bosco SC. Welcome to the Sutherland Shire football podcast, Strike Her, where we talk to the players and coaches of the Green Options SSFA Premier League Women's Competition during what is the biggest year for women's football. 2023 is the year of the FIFA World Cup, where the Matildas and our New Zealand neighbours host international teams all vying for a solid gold trophy that is awarded to the winners of the football tournament. We explore the development of our Premier League women players, we hear hear their stories and sideline dramas that are creating the inspiration for our grassroots teams across the Sutherland Shire. Women have challenged the structures of sports, clearing space to play and attracting a demanding crowd that want to see them succeed. We explore the development of our Premier League women players and coaches. You'll find out how they balance working, training and game day, what drives their commitment and maintains their well-being. These are the personal stories in a tsunami of change that women's sport continue to enjoy. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Green Options Landscape Management, an Australian award-winning landscape services company with over 30 years of experience. You can check them out at greenoptions.com.au. Today we are joined by Green Options SSFA Premier League Women's Team Bosco and with me I have Chris, the coach. Chris, I want to allow people to get to know you really quickly. So we're going to start with a rapid fire quiz. Are you good with that? Yeah. Okay. I've got some really hard first question for you. <laughs> what is your favorite movie? Oh. <laughs> um, well, maybe Star Wars maybe. I don't know. Favorite flavor of chips? Uh, probably cheese and onion, crinkle cut. Yeah. So tell me, what's one word that describes you? Oh. <laughs> um, oh, laid back, I suppose. What is your favourite mantra? Oh, I've got lots of little sayings, but... They can't be said on air? Uh, no, no, yeah, <laughs> no. I always like um, the use one that I think uh, Dennis Bergkamp says with soccer. It's um, my first movements uh, for my opponent, my second movements for my teammate. I used to like to like say that a lot. You know, you play the way you train, so. And rookie, tell me a little bit more about why rookie. I moved from uh, Heathgate High to Sylvania High oh, for year 11 and 12 and because um, I was new, they just nicknamed me rookie. Yeah, right, yeah. and it just stuck from there. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, and, and why Charlie? I mean, that's longer than Chris, right? Yeah, that was <laughs> from when I was real young. Um, uh, my friend's brother couldn't remember my name, so he just kept calling me Charlie and that just stuck. <laughs> It's my middle name too, so it just sort of works. It's Bosco's first year in the yes. Green Options Sutherland Shire Football Association Premier League Women's. Um, what does that look like for you guys? And and that translating from what you say, it's it's you play how you train. Yeah, it's it's funny. There's a lot of um, a lot of people asking questions at the club. They all seem pretty excited. So yeah, it's, it should be good. How did you get told that you are going to be the coach? 
Oh, I was talking to the president last year and I've watched a couple of games on NPL TV. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And, um, yeah, from, from there I sort of went, uh, my daughter was playing senior women B and I sort of said, well, they're not far off that. Mm. Um, they just needed a coach and needed a couple of decent, you know, players in key spots and they would have uh, would have been right to do it, but none of them really, only two of them sort of stepped up to it and so we've um, he put it out to the whole club and we, we've ended up with the side. Yeah. yeah, and it's really exciting, Bosco, you know, being a little bit disconnected up all the way up that where you are, right, yes. up past Engadine. It's, you sort of feel like um, getting a team of uh, into the top-tier competition there must be the talk of the town. Yeah, it's yeah, there's no one in that sort of 2233 three area that none of the clubs have it. There's a lot of clubs but in that sort of same area but, yeah, none of them. I think Eagles have got uh, men's sides. Yeah. But, yep. uh, yeah, none of them have a women's side, so it's good. Yeah. And so, you know, the club itself and, and now you, you're feeling that real passion and drive for the season? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've been um, doing a fair bit of work, so it's hopefully it'll show when we start the season. Without telling any secrets, can you describe a little bit of your pre-season training and preparation? Uh, fitness. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fitness <laughs> and conditioning work. Bringing the team together, the yeah, it's 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 pretty tough because um, uh, with work commitments for the the players and um, we had a big roll up a couple of weeks ago and then we've had a bit of disruption. Um, like this week, Tuesday, we cancelled because of the rain. I don't I don't, I don't have enough. It rained at Engadine, but <laughs> it was raining where I live, and I wasn't going outside to pack the car, so. <laughs> We end up cancelling that, so you get a bit of disruption. But all up, it's been pretty good. Yeah, and you know, rain has disrupted our seasons, um, yeah. especially last year. And we're hoping for a bit more of a dry season. What did that look like at your club, and from volunteers' perspective, with the disruption of rain last year? Yeah, um, I was coaching down in um, Wollongong last year, and we didn't get on the field at all for training. Yeah, right. From February onwards, so that was pretty tough. But um, at Bosco, I, I think they, they basically couldn't train on the fields all year. Yeah. Um, this um, sort of coach there for a few years. So, um, yeah, they, I don't think they train. No, I don't make training, so I don't know myself. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me, what, tell me a little bit about your um, playing, coaching history within football, soccer. Um, well, I've been playing a long time. I won't go much further than that. <laughs> I've been coaching for about 25 years now, I reckon. Sort of started coaching my wife, um, her team, um, one before we were married. Um, from there, I progressed on to my kids and I've coached multiple sides out there over the years. Um, at Sutherland for a couple of years. Last two years I've been at Illawarra Senior Race, um, MacArthur before that, and Bankstown for a few years before that. So I've had um, a lot of a lot of experience and learnt from a lot of people over those over that time. Yeah, it sounds like you've been really around a lot of different associations. Yeah. And seeing it in your in your time, can you give us a little bit of a tip about what you've picked up um, from all around the traps? Uh, the big one's fitness. 
yeah. the fitness side of it. Um, yeah, you, you just don't play. You could play a lot better if you're fitter <laughs> and you don't get the injuries. So It sounds so one. simple, right? It is, yeah. I say as I, I eat my cookie. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's is it is really nice to hear you say fitness though because you know ninety minutes on the park right people have got to be fit it's yeah. it's they've got to be on the game and um, how do you teach fitness? Uh, well, it, it's a lot of teams will get out and they'll just run, but it's not so much running. Uh, yeah, football's a different. It's you've got to get conditioned for football and. Having that balance, you've got to have the balance or you struggle. They just don't have the right fitness if they don't. Yeah. And and so when you think about your training um, drills, can you tell me your share of your three top training drills for women wannabe players? Uh, well, for me, my, um, my background's been more development than, than seniors. Um, so it has, that hasn't been... A big focus for me, the conditioning. So I'm only just the last few years getting into that side of it. Um, the top three, we do we do a lot of just a lot of games. So mm. like um, a large game some week when we when we first start, and then we we'll end up condensing it down to sort of medium sized games, and then smaller games as we progress. Uh, just more touches of the ball and more work. More work off it, sort of. That's really it's really interesting. It's like trying to get the touch on the ball. That's one of the, the important things. And like you said, you can't just run around for yeah. ninety minutes. You have got to try and score those goals. Yes. So, um, what attributes do you think it, it takes to be a striker within a team? Um, I think you've got to be that bit selfish. I think as a striker, um, that's why they get paid the big bucks, though, is because. That's what the game's about. It's about scoring goals. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the, just a uh, singular sort of mentality to focus on finishing those opportunities. It's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why they get the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and when it comes down to community football, they get the big bucks of zero dollars, yes. right, to score those goals. <laughs> they have to do it for fun and yeah. because they love the game. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big thing you find though. You set up a goal with a net yeah. and people love putting the ball in the back of the net. So Yeah, yeah. As, that's probably one of your uh, training tips, right? Yes. We, we um, generally all bring uh, pop-up goals so we can – we did a fair bit of shooting on Thursday night. So, yeah, we generally pop, pop the goals up and – let them have a finish. Make sure that they yeah. get the ball in the back of the net. It's funny, we we teach that at under sixes, right? Yeah. Go for goal. <laughs> yeah. The number of people who play sports and in particular soccer is increasing. What do you think is causing this increase? Uh, I would say our, our top top teams. Um, so the Matildas and the Socceroos, the World Cup's going to make it massive. Mm. Um. And then from there, there's just more, like your phones and everything, there's more exposure to the game now than what there used to be. Yeah. You know, you used to have to sit up and watch a game at all hours on SBS and there'd be one a week and now you can watch everything if you want. Yeah. If you're willing to pay for it, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can subscribe to however many um, television things are yes. out there to watch the games. 
Look, there's been a lot of changes in the amateur space. Um, what would you say a positive change has been for supporting the young women and men? I just think the, the way they've sort of structured the game now, that's the, the, the big one. Because uh, I know when, when I first started, we had 11 on the field and under sixes. So how many, how many times you touch the ball there? Mm. Um, generally the quicker kids were the ones that got the ball and the rest just watched and chased. So I think the way they've structured the games, the small-sided games, has really, really improves it. Yeah, and it all comes from those under sixes and up, right? It's yes. what you talk about development earlier. It's developing them at that early age. Yes. And um, yet you're still involved in the young ones? No, no, not really. Um, uh, both my kids are adults now, so... Um, Probably when they start having kids, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you would get grandpa out there to yeah. develop their skills. Yeah, if I'm allowed. <laughs> <laughs> it's really like that. You've got to, you've got to get permission these days, right? Yeah. <laughs> Look, um, do you have a favourite international player in oh. football or team? Yeah, I, I go for Chelsea in the um, Premier League. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I like our, our sort of stuff. I think um, probably Frank Kirby's a the reason why Sam Kerr looks so good at Chelsea is a lot to do with Frank Kirby. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I used to like quoted Dennis Bergkamp. I thought he was really good, just a total player. And so, if we can, you describe to me what it would look like if you were at home watching a live game. You're watching them play on live on TV. Would you be screaming at the television? Would you be crawling into the lounge trying to hide <laughs> as the playing every move? What what does it look like? Um, I tend to sort of commentate and comment <laughs> on everything. Um, we just watched um, Sydney FC play um, Wellington this morning at eleven o'clock in the kitchen. Um, so yeah, I critique everything there. I suppose that's. When I when I did my C license, that's what we were told that you'll end up um, analysing the game more than you watch and enjoy it. Mm. And I'm starting to feel like that's the case, which <laughs> is a shame. So you're a lounge chair coach. Yeah. Yes. Never yeah. stop. <laughs> and would you take some of those um, those kind of critiques that you're doing of the the game at that level and bring it down to our grassroots competition? I I speak to them a fair bit about after a game. We go, oh, I saw this corner or this free kick, but generally the, the set pieces more than anything. Can you describe to me one of, um, if we think about community football, one of the best goals that you've witnessed? Uh, or save. Yeah. No, I, I, there's, there's lots of lots of things. Um, my favourite was... My daughter scored in a semi in the under 12s. So yeah. That was my favourite goal because she's not a very big kid and outside the area and corner come across and just rolled out to her and it was really good. And she but, put it in the back of the pocket, yeah, uh, back of the net. Yeah. But the, the girls over the years that the, and the games I've watched, there's been lots of probably better goals than that, better team goals, better set-up goals. Describe your feeling when your daughter popped it right into the back of the net. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Really good feeling. 
yeah. And probably probably one of the best feelings as a coach is to see when your children have played a sport that you're passionate about, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much for coming in and talking to us today. Um, I really look forward to seeing Bosco in the competition this year. Well done on putting your hand up to coach them and to bring them into our competition. And can I just ask you one last question? What piece of advice would you give to young aspiring footballers? Um, just pick up as much knowledge as you can. Don't uh, don't be set in one certain way because the game set over my time has changed a hell of a lot. So it just keeps changing. Change with it. Be flexible. That's really great advice. Thank you so much, Chris. Really nice to have you and looking forward to watching your season. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. So grateful for this club sharing their insights into the world of Premier League women's football that is going on in our very own backyard. Our sponsors, Green Options Landscape Management and Deploy Football, not only bring you this intimate conversation and the live coverage of 23 of our Premier League games, but are proud to extend their long-term partnership with the Sutherland Shire Football Association in 2023. With humble beginnings in the region, Green Options Landscape Management and Deploy Football are proud to be a truly local Shire business, supporting the grassroots clubs, players and coaches of the SSFA. To watch the live streaming and follow the Premier League teams each week, go to the website at shirefootball.com.au. You can listen to all the episodes on ShirePod, streaming through Podbean, Apple Podcast, Spotify and Google, or wherever you download your podcast. ShirePod is a community podcast station creating sound waves that inspire.